breaking news on Sports at Six with Marawa and the cutting edge of world sport. All right, we've got our guest lined up in our Cape Town studio, but as you know, in the nature of radio and in the nature of life, at times planning is not even good enough, and that is why one comes on air with a very, very heavy heart, one comes on air extremely saddened. And when I say saddened, it's simply because I had such great admiration for the gentleman who is no more. And I suppose it's still very difficult for me to wrap my tongue around the fact that Nick Durant has sadly passed away. And that is the reality that faces us right now, stares us in the face, is that this flamboyant, no-nonsense, hard-working achiever has passed away this afternoon. And, I mean, we've been trying to gather a couple of people who've obviously just recently heard themselves uh, to maybe talk and, number one, confirm that the news is indeed the news that we've been getting. And we've got Times Media Group boxing writer, Obongani Makasala, a veteran writer and a legendary writer when it comes to boxing. We've had him on the show, in the studio, through many years. And I don't know, Bongani, as I welcome you to the show, really what to say. I'm, I'm a bit baffled. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Robert. Thanks for having me. I don't know whether thanking you for having me is the appropriate, you know, salutation. But nonetheless, yeah, thanks for having me. I thank you because it, it must it must require a level of strength, Bongani. Given your proximity to boxing, you've got the front row to literally everything that says boxing in this country. And Nick Durant would have been one of the main players. You've heard the news. Take me through what has gone on here. Well, Robert, uh, up till now. Uh, no official confirmation from the family has come forth. But uh, I spoke to uh, Boxing South Africa's Southern Provincial Manager, Achin Yingwa, who confirmed that Nick Turan's son, firstborn son, Damien, has actually told him that his father has passed on. Do we know where, how... What what are the major circumstances around this? Was he in Johannesburg? I mean, obviously, these things don't really matter when a life is no more. It, it, it's just, in a sense, just trying to find out what, what really happened here. Yeah, what, what I've been told, Rob, is that... Uh, oh, before I can even uh, say that, let me make it clear that when Nick Rand retired, he became part of a very strong group of motorbikers, Right. So I'm told that uh, the accident, the motorbike accident, happened in a place called Clarence. And uh, I think Clarence is somewhere in the first state. Uh, that is where the, the accident happened. And there's no unless, detail uh, of unless, whether he a car uh, smashed into him. Uh, I mean, there's just so many different variables that, that really come through here. And as I say, all of this is purely immaterial. Because we're faced with the sad reality right now, Bongani, that one of the most respected boxing promoters, and, and I will bravely say this, not only in South Africa, but the world, Nick Durant, a big name. 
Robert, uh, I am saddened, uh, not by Mr. Rand's death, but by the manner in which uh, this whole thing has unfolded, because I was with the man last week. What actually happened was, you will recall a gentleman by the name of Elias Chabalala. Correct. Who trained fighters with Mr. Rand. Elias Chabalala <coughs> took a three-year fed up, fed up with as a, a trainer. He came back in November. He owns the skills of uh, current IPO champion, Gideon Butelis. Elas Chabalala called me last week and said, Bongs, I know you are the only person who can make this thing happen. Can you please talk to Nick Durant and tell him that whatever uh, angered him to a point where he decided to quit boxing can be sorted out. Actually, I want him and I to come together again and start where you know, where it all ended, produce the best champions because the country is having problems in terms of producing credible, you know, world champions. I, I didn't believe Elias at first. I called him the following day. I said, Elias, were you serious about what you said? Yesterday he said, please, I know you're the only one who can, you know, uh, make this happen. I called Nick Durant. We met. I said, Nick, I am not Elias Chabalala's manager. I am not Elias Chabalala's uh, publicist or anything. You know me. But this is what he said I should do on his behalf. And Nick said, Bongs, I don't have a problem with Mr. Chabalala. I trained his late brother, Ginger. You know, the Chabalala family is very close to me. If he means what he says, I am going to say to you, arrange a meeting. There he is, gone. And the meeting was going to be for when? The meeting was going to be for next week. Just a formal meeting to say, you are going to do this, I am going to do that. And, you know, the fruitful Jordan mm. stable was going to begin doing what it's known for, producing world champions. And here he is gone. Oh. And, you know, what? The, the, the thing that you're saying now, Bob Makasela is so important because even when we had him in the studio and he was talking about how fed up he's been with the sport that he loves the most, there was a moment where he literally shed a tear. He cried on air. I, I, I had to give him a little bit of time to, to recover. Is because you could never divorce boxing with Nick Durant. But if a state around boxing is such that he cannot continue, then you know there's a lot that is wrong. Where, where was his mind? Where was his mindset when you spoke to him in terms of his heart and where boxing featured in that heart of his? Robert, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the, 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 the only reading of his body language when I spoke to him you know, his eyes popped. He was like, really? Elias? I said, yes. And then I looked at the manner in which, you know, Nick flamboyant, arrogant, in a, in a way, said, yeah, no, we're going to do it. So I looked at him. I said, Nick, I need a response. I could see, Robert, that this man was going to make a comeback. And I was informed reliably that when he retired or announced his retirement, he continued renewing his license which simply means that at any time, Nick was ready to make a comeback because he was still 
uh, a, a, a licensed, you know, a trainer, if I may put it that way. You are still officially, you know, licensed by boxing South Africa. Oh. And remember, this man knows nothing about boxing. He's been doing this for almost eight years. You could see that he missed the game because two weeks ago, <clears throat> there was a tournament at Presley's in Boxback. His son, Damien, had taken over in the training of fighters, right? Mm. So his son had a boxer in that tournament. To my surprise, I had this person take to my back. When I turned, it was Nick Rwanda. I said, hey, Nkagat, what do you want here? He laughed and said, no, no, no. I'm here to support my son. But one of the gentlemen that I spoke to a few minutes ago, by the name of Ilunga Junior Makabe, Congolese who is based in South Africa, Actually, not just based in South Africa, but a boxer who made his professional debut under Nick Durant in this country. Was hard in the gym, Robert. Hmm. Preparing for his fight next week at Carlos at that carnival seat. When I called him, he says to me, I feel like committing suicide because I was in the gym a few minutes ago. Nick was supposed to be here. Which simply means that behind the scenes, Nick Durant was still honing the skills of the fighters. I think that's that's amazing, and that's also very telling. Again, Bongani, in, in when I asked you about where was his mind, where was his heart when it comes to boxing, and I think that just summarized everything that I asked you. And if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow, April 22, 2001, this is the very same man who was in the corner of the American Hasim Rahman, knocking out Lennox Lewis in the fifth round at Carnival City. Today is the 21st, tomorrow the 22nd, and the 22nd is when this historic boxing occasion happened in this country. It really just struck me now, given the date. Uh, it's true, Robert. Uh, he was in the corner in that historic event, Banda in Africa. But remember, his most should I say, greatest achievement was producing the first ever WBC champion from South Africa, Sugar Boy, Chulan Sugar Boy Malina from Nambit. Let's make you run for you. And let me tell you, as a person who has traveled the world with Nick Durant, every time boxers saw Nick Durant, didn't matter who they were. I was in the... In, in his uh, presence, when this boxer, Murutin Talana, was to fight one of the greatest stars, multiple world champion, Nonito Tone from the Philippines. I don't think he knew that Nick Durant was the trainer because Nick was always with, you know, a lot of guys. So when we went to the way in at the MGM Grand, he saw Nick Durant. You could tell that, you know, the man got the fight of his life. Nick Durant was not only known in South Africa, Robert, or maybe in Africa, throughout the world. This is the man whose achievements earned him a job to hone the skills of American ace actor Will Smith, who was to imitate or to play the Muhammad Ali in the film The Greatest. That makes you run Bongani, 
sadly, we will obviously have to follow this up on Monday um, so we can pay a proper tribute. Monday, I think, or Tuesday, whichever one. It, it just so happened that at the time we got the news, you know, things here had really shut down. We can't even refer back to the last chat that we had with them here uh, because people have gone home. Um, but I want to thank you because I know as the voice of boxing in this country, and you've resonated so many things right now that make sense. But obviously, when we talk about the passing of somebody like him, it also doesn't make sense. Baba, be strong. And I want to thank you so much for taking our call at the last minute here on Metro. I'm actually battling tears, Robert, as we speak. I know. I know, Dante. Thank you so much, Baba. Yeah. Boan Makasela, Times Media Group boxing writer. And I suppose it's the it's the gravity of the situation, Colin Nathan, SABC sport commentator and analyst. I mean, a boxer, trainer extraordinaire himself. Colin, thank you so much for your time and thank you for also being strong enough to pick up the call and, and chat to us as a national radio station in light of the news that we've all just heard now. Robert, I... I'm listening to what Jim Bongani had to say, and I, you know, when I got told a few hours ago of the passing of the legend, because he really is a legend, I, I still can't believe it, you know. I mean, you know, you allude to the fact that the greatest upset, you know, 2001 was Hakim Rahman with Nick Duran being in the corner, creating one of the biggest upsets in South Africa and African and world boxing. Tonight, South Africa is upset of the loss of a legend. Um, I I will tell you straight up, there will never ever be a trainer and manager as charismatic as Nick Durant. The, the man changed the face of South African boxing in the 90s. Outspoken, witty with the tongue. The fight is always in wicked and epic condition, never unfit. And he produced the good. Um, I, I, actually, I, there's, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe that, that there's the man's gone. But I really believe his legacy will continue and he'll never be forgotten on based, based on his achievements, the controversial statements at times. And when he retired last year, exactly pretty much a year ago, boxing mourned. But now tonight, I think we're going to go a nation mourned. South African boxing, South African sports, they've lost a true legend in the current. And um, I think we're still reeling. I think I think the sport's still reeling um, on the devastating news and, and the condolences to Damon and his family and, and people close to Nick. You know, if you look back at his achievements, um, and people often use the word legend loosely, I don't. The man is a boxing legend in this country. No, without a doubt. And and that is why, Colin, in, in trying to keep up with the legacy of, of what we do on a Friday on this show, we literally had this man on the show recently. Um, I mean, not recently in terms of months, but most recently. And he spoke about his book. He spoke about writing that book and that people will know the ins and outs of what he's had to go through the ins and outs of boxing in this country and what he's had to sacrifice as an individual and as i was saying to bogani that it, it literally pained him 
to a point of tears welling up in his eyes and him crying. Now, you got a big man like that crying in front of you. What do you do? You know, but when you talk about boxing being his life, Colin Nathan, that's exactly what it was. We knew boxing in the same way that, let's say, a promoter like Don King is visible and was visible to boxing in the world. That that was our Nick Durant. It's just that he was producing world champions. Absolutely. And and if you look back at the achievements and, and the world champions, 38 world champions, a record for South African boxing trainers, even possibly in the world. I mean, I mean, there's been trainers. Uh, Freddie Roach has produced maybe close to more than 30 world champions. Nick Durant is up there with those kind of guys. And hence I'm saying that we will never see the likes of the charismatic in-your-face trainer. Um, you always knew when, when a Nick Durant fighter got in that ring, um, the opposite, the opponent in the opposite corner better be on his desk, better be conditioned because Nick was known as a motivator, motivator con- conditioner. He knew how to hype his fighters up, controversially slapping his fighters in between rounds at times. But he swore, he got that spark going. And the thing about Nick was, he was passionate about boxing. There was a quote in the paper recently with Sugarboy Malinga saying, a lot of people in the sport in South African boxing today have lost their passion. Nick Durant had the passion of the sport. And, and that passion seems to be lost. And if there's a lesson to be learned, be passionate about boxing, be passionate about what we do in the sport. And, and he really, he really amplified that. The passion for something and the achievements speak volumes for themselves. What made him Nick Durant? What made him the kind of person, persona, pers- personality? You know, when you talk about personalities, okay. I, I, I don't know, Colin, because it kind of confuses me because he had firm control of his stable. He had firm control of his family. And you could tell that. We were, I mean, he would come here with a son and you knew there was a level of discipline even in him. So this is not a person who took life lightly. He might have enjoyed hobbies. He might, you know, he talked about tattoos and he talked about biking, etc. Which sadly is what has led now to his demise. But what made him this person? So I'm going to answer you with with this. I'm going to say that Nick made himself. And if you look back into his history, his late father, Cliffy, was also a world-class athlete in soccer. He excelled in soccer. And that comes down to passion. Nick made himself. He made himself into this charismatic individual who was respected by all. And you knew when you went up against him, you were in for one heck of a fight. At press conferences, you didn't chirp Nick Durant because he would make you, <laughs> you, you would bring you down to size. Mm. Fast with his tongue, a great cut man, a great corner man, a great trainer. He, he picked all those boxes. So what made him? Nick Durant made himself, and that's what I respect most, the passion and the fact that he made himself into this larger-than-life character. And it's amazing, though, because as much as local champions, uh, Colin, were produced by this man, it was a case of who he had in his corner or who he was representing in the corner and there were some very, very big names. I mean, Roy Jones Jr., Oscar De La Hoya, Evander Holyfield, you know, Panel Whitaker, and a whole lot more world-renowned boxers that were there. They respected this man, didn't they? 
They absolutely did. And you just have to cast your mind back to when Floyd Mayweather Jr. came to South Africa for banquet dinner at Empress Palace. Victoron went up to him and Floyd went up to him and said, hey, man, I remember you. And how did he remember him? Because of the controversy that Nick caused in Mayweather's way and saying that Mayweather's overweight when he fought Philip the time bombing do. That's supposed to show you that Nick left his mark with Floyd Mayweather Jr. And I can assure you, if Floyd Mayweather Jr. doesn't go up to many people like that and say, hey, man, I remember you. And that's, that's a classic example of Nick being this charismatic figure that he is or that he was. And people respect it. Huh. How would you remember him, though? How would you... A lot of people here... I'm, I'm just going through tweets, Colin, saying that at least he laid the foundation for people like uh, Colin Nathan to pick up the pieces and move forward. You would have learned a lot from him, wouldn't you? Well, you know, Nick and I were rivals at some point. We, we patched things up. Um, I had so much respect for him. And yeah, we, uh, I learned a lot from Nick. You know, he, he did things his way. And... He always stood for what he believed in. Um, he thought to the better end. When I was a catchweight contest, he wanted it this way. How will you be remembered as a man who did it his way? As a man who, who always cared about his fighters and was passionate about boxing. And, and someone that, that respected the sport and knew that boxing gave him a very special life. And, and the champions he produced. And the memory will live on. I can assure you the memory will live on. Sad indeed. Colin, I want to thank you so much. And, and as I said to Bongani, that we will, we will definitely do a proper fitting tribute to this giant next week, Monday. Robert, if, Robert, if I can at this time, my condolences to the Durant family, yeah. Damien specifically, and all the people close to him. And um, South African boxing warns tonight. Um, like I said, the upset occurred with Rahman with being Nick, with Nick being in his corner. South African boxing tonight is massively upset. Thank you so much, Conan. Strength to you as well. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Carol Shabalala, renowned sportscaster, joins me on the line. Carol, thank you so much for your time. You must be gutted with the hearing of the news. It's unbelievable, Rob. I mean, absolutely shocked because I think, um, you know, Nick was one of those individuals who personified so much life. He was such a feisty, very passionate um, individual, you know, who lived life to the fullest in everything that he did. And I mean, I just think to, to boxing in general, it's such a tragic loss. And at the worst time, I think, uh, for, for the, the growth of, of, the, of the sport in the country. I mean, you would have known him personally as well. I mean, your love for boxing is something that we all know. And what about him, though, Carol, would you say stood out in terms of how he treated his boxers, in terms of how he produced the champions, but just as a human being as well? Yeah, it was unbelievable that um, he himself um, had never boxed because he was such an individual that was very well respected, you know, for the street science and his intricate knowledge. Um, he was an individual who was able to spot talent at a very young age and, and really groom these world champions. I mean, we've never had a trainer or a manager who has groomed as many South African champions, as many world champions. But one thing that you always knew, if... Um, a fighter was to join the Durant camp or was to work under him, 
then you knew that this was a champion in the making and he always, always produced. So, I mean, I, I had the really great honor so many years back to, to be able to ring announce some of the top fights, the likes of uh, Philip Ndo, Martin Klassen, remember the stone when he came into prominence? Yeah. Um, Durant was always there. And I, I think for a lot of the fighters as well, I mean, I had so many conversations with a lot of these fighters and, you know, he was like a father figure to them. You know, and his role as a as a as a trainer went beyond what happened ringside or, or in the ring. You know, he would take care of them, make sure that, for example, they had places to stay, that they, you know, they had food to eat. So he really was intricately involved in in his fighters' lives. Um, so just unbelievable, un- unbelievable. Is is there one memory that you take away of Nick Durant? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I call him Durantism. <laughs> so, um, you know, he was always someone who was very um, unapologetically, um, he was feisty, you know, and uh, controversial at times. And I remember um, hearing him, I don't remember whom the fighter was. Um, I think it might have been Silent Bubbles or, I'm, I don't remember, but he was ringside and he said, why did why, why you going for the head? You know, stop jabbing at the head. Hit the body, punch the body and the head will fall off. You know, Sebenza, Sebenza. It's something that he always used to say. And, you know, uh, you know, work in the ring. Sebenza in the ring. And then you can look forward to being comfortable afterwards. So he was a very kind of feisty individual. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just unbelievable. There's so many memories of him. But he was, uh, and, you know, flashy as well, you know, with his rings and jewelry. And he kind of brought the swag as well to boxing ringside. Love, love Nick. Carol, I want to thank you so much indeed. Special tribute from a special person and obviously a much-loved Nick much, Durant. Much loved. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Carol Shabalala, simply Carol there, uh, paying her tribute and her respects uh, to Nick Durant. You know, a fighter in many respects. 2002 King Kong Boxing Essay Trainer of the Year. Uh, 2009 Boxing Essay Trainer of the Year, 2004 Boxing Essay Special Award, 2007 Boxing Essay Manager of the Year, 2008 Boxing Essay Manager of the Year, 2009 Boxing Essay Manager of the Year. Just that. I mean, this is just like a little abbreviated list of his achievements. Abbreviated list of his achievements. I mean, outstanding fighters world titles that he has given to fighters like as mentioned before Tulani Sugar Boy Malinga the three-time South African and three-time world champion Philip Ndo Cassius Baloy Silence Mabuza Isaac Lajwayo Jacob Fukeng Jeffrey Matebula Malcolm Klassen Simpiwe Nungai Hok Makepula Zolani Tete Moruti Mtalane